Hey women, tonight would have been the opening night of Woman 2020. And it looks a little different this year as a lot of things have looked different this year. And, but that's okay. Because as we looked back at what we felt like God was showing us for Woman 2020, when we started planning this in January, we just felt like God laid a word on our heart. And we've revisited that word in the last few weeks. And that word is awaken. And this is a season where it would be easy just to slumber and get lackadaisical in our walk with the Lord and in different areas. But we need to be awake, awake in this season, awakened in this season. And one of the ways that we have been trying to do that as a church is through the life of Christ. Just awaken in who we are in Him as we walk out His life daily. And I know, like I mentioned, that woman is different this year, but every year at woman, we always walk away knowing that there was a moment where we experienced the presence of the Lord, that we had a God moment. And we just wanted to hang out with you for a minute. And our prayer and our hope for you is that you will just have a moment as you just listen to the song that's next and the Devo that follows with Rebecca, that you will just have a moment of being awakened. And I just wanna pray as we get into this tonight. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for this opportunity to be with these women, even though it looks a little different this year. And I just pray, Lord God, that no matter how they're listening, what device they may be listening on right now, that you just go meet them where they're at, Father. And that as they just worship with you, as they listen to your word, that every woman at the sound of my voice, Lord God, will just have a moment with you, that you speak to their heart and that they can have an awakening moment. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears faith. There is a sound I love to hear It's the sound of the Savior's robe As he walks into the room Where people pray Where we hear worship He hears faith Changes things, the sound of 
awaken. Such a beautiful, hope-filled word that God gave us for the women of our house this year. And it was long before we knew everything that was about to unfold in the year 2020. It's been an alarming year to say the least. You know, some of us, if we're being honest, we'd say that we are glorious morning people. Others of us, we'd say we're really fun at night. And then there's a third category that I belong to, and that's called sleep people. We just want sleep any way we can get it, whenever, however, in the name of Jesus. But there's one thing we all know, and that is when we hear the sound of an alarm, unfortunately, it means one thing, and that is it's time to wake up. And this has been an alarming year, but alarms began going off in my life long before COVID was even a thing. On January 2nd, I walked into my son's bedroom. He was down for a nap. I just walked in to check on him and I realized he was not breathing. So I picked him up. He was blue, he was limp, he was unresponsive. So we rushed immediately to the ER. When I walked in, they ushered me into a room. They would not let anyone else come with me. And all of a sudden, a medical team I had never met began to surround my son and fighting to save his life. And all of a sudden, I thought, I have no idea what is going on, but I knew I needed Jesus in that moment. And I'm so thankful that that is not the first time I've needed to see the power of God. I'm so thankful that God is our ever-present help in times of trouble, that he says we can come boldly before the throne to find grace and mercy in our time of need. I was in desperate need. There's another story in the Bible in Luke chapter 8. And ironically, it mirrors my story. There was a father, his name was Jairus. He was very distraught. He did whatever it took to get to Jesus. And when he got there, he fell at his feet and pleaded with him to come with them because his daughter's life was hanging in the balance. In the ER, I felt a little bit like a crazy woman. One minute I would ask every question I could think of and the next minute I was pacing back and forth, praying every way I knew how. I just kept saying, God, is he gonna live or is he gonna die? Let him live. But if he's gonna die, can I hear it from you? before I hear it from any doctor. Because there's only one who has the final say. There is only one who is the author and the finisher. Only one goes with you and I into the valley of the shadow of death and I needed to hear from him. In Jarius' story, Jesus immediately gets up and he starts going with Jarius. And there's an interruption in the middle of it. And a man comes and says, Jarius, your daughter just died, it's over. Don't bother the teacher anymore. And Jarius had a decision to make. What voice would he allow to define his pain? Was it gonna be the voice of God, the voice of truth, or was it gonna be some other voice? I think so often God's perspective of our pain is so different than ours because what is impossible with man is possible with him. And Jesus looked at Jarius and said, Jarius, don't be afraid, just believe and she will be healed. They finally allowed Brandon to come into the ER with me. And he told me that people were rallying outside and texting in prayers. And all of a sudden it felt like an army was surrounding us. That is the true beauty of the body of Christ. It is an army. And all of a sudden I could hear God speak something into my spirit, not audibly, but he said his life will be protected. And I looked at my paralyzed little baby boy that was on a ventilator and I didn't know how, but I knew he was gonna live. Later, the doctors realized that somehow that morning he ingested a medication that was made for an adult and it almost cost his life. They gave him an antidote 
and I literally watched him resurrect before my eyes and take his very first breath in eight hours. I cannot express to you the joy of that moment. I left the hospital changed. I had been jolted awake. All of a sudden, I just began to think things like God's throne room. It can't be an afterthought to me. It can't be my last resort. It has got to become first place. And I thought about prayer, how it must be second nature to me. I can't afford for it not to be. You know, you and I as women, God has given us the gift of communication. But so often I think we forget that the very first person that needs to hear from us is our Father. Our voice is meant to be heard on high before it goes anywhere else. We are daughters of God. Before we are anything to anyone else, our place is at the feet of Jesus. And I was awakened to eternity in a way I'd never been. To realize that eternity is literally just a breath away. It's just a breath away. When I was looking at my son, I had no idea if that was his last moment, if he would wake up in the presence of Jesus. But I began to look around at the team fighting so hard for him. And I thought, what about her? What about him if they were struggling for their last breath? Where would they wake up next? You know, when Jesus got to Jairus' house, he tried to share his perspective with everyone in the room. He said, she's not dead, she's just asleep. But they didn't believe him, so he sent everyone out. He got alone in front of her and he said, my child, awaken. He said, my child, awaken, wake up. Other translations say, rise up, get up, stand up. And the Bible says immediately her spirit returned. Life came back on the inside of her and she stood up to her feet at once. That word, wake up, awaken, in the Greek, it's the word igairo. You know, I'm not Greek, but that's how I imagine it. And it is one word that means to be raised up from sleep or from sickness or from death. That word was used in miracle after miracle. When Jesus spoke it, so many different incredible things happened. And when I was asked to share with you ladies, I thought, I just have a few minutes, what can I really say? And God spoke to me, he said, it only took a few words for me to call Lazarus out of his tomb. And I believe God has given us a few words. He wants to look at you and I in the eyes and say, my child, it is time to awaken. Alarms are going off. We cannot afford to be asleep at an hour like this. I believe Jesus is not looking for one simple wake up call where we recognize his power and then very quickly forget about who he is and go back and do life as normal. I believe Jesus is looking for an awakening, a continual encounter with the majesty and the power of his son, Jesus. He has mighty purposes that he wants you and I to accomplish as his daughters, but he can't do it if we're asleep. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence with us. I thank you that your word does not return void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which you send it. I thank you that you are the light that shines in the darkness that the darkness cannot overcome. And we are your daughters, daughters of light. I pray, Jesus, that you would stir a word in our hearts and that we would make you proud. In Jesus' name, amen. I have loved being with you guys, but I just want you to know whatever God is stirring in your heart, it matters, it is valuable, and it needs to be shared with somebody. So I just encourage you, grab a friend, text a friend, and ask them these two questions. Number one, what does God want to awaken in you? 
What does God want to awaken in you? And then the second question, what does God want to awaken around you? What does he want to awaken in you? And what does he want to awaken around you? I cannot wait to see all the stories that come just from these two simple questions. And another way we can stay connected beyond tonight, as Michelle shared earlier, is jump into the Life of Christ series if you haven't already. There's gonna be instructions on the screen. You can sign up tonight and start tomorrow morning. And don't forget to grab a friend so that you can do this together. That's all we have. God bless.